Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Thursday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. After three long years, Panto is back. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't, I hear you say. Oh, yes, it is. It really is back. And one of the biggest Pantos in Ireland is happening at the Three Olympia Theatre in Dublin. I love the name Olly Polly and the Beanstalk. And its producer is well known to us in the North East, founder of Spotlight State School in Navany, standing by in the theatre itself. O'Connor, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerry, how are you doing? Happy happy Thursday <laughs> afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Well, look, it's been a long time, three years, hasn't it, Stuart? Listen, it's been a long, long three years. You know, little did we know that three years ago that we wouldn't be back on stage until now. It's been a, it's been a real struggle for a lot of people in our industry and across the board. But we're back, and we're back bigger than ever before, and it's a, it's a really exciting time for everybody in the theatre world because uh, audiences are just coming out to shows, flocking out to them, and we're hoping that this year they're going to flock to the Olympia Theatre, or the three Olympia Theatre, as you rightly said. It will be a massive, massive success. It's assured the Olympia, the three Olympias, as you said, synonymous with pantomime, the biggest pantomime in Dublin. And again this year, you're pulling out all the stops. Yes, people want to get out, Stuart. You know this yourself. People want to be entertained. We missed it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, we're kind of reckoning that there's going to be people that cross through the door this year, children, that have probably never stepped foot in the theatre before. Because if you think now we're going to have four, five-year-olds, six-year-olds even, who have actually never been to a, to a real theatre, mm. so it's going to be their first experience of Panto because of that gap of three years, I think they're going to really love it. You know, I mean, the Olympia is famous for Panto. I mean, obviously, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the Panto started in the Olympia, and they were a different form, and they translated into what they are now which is family entertainment at its best. And, you know, for the year that's in it, when you look at the kids with PlayStations and games and everything else, it's now time to get them back out and into a theatre where they can go and they can shout at the baddie and, and cheer for the goody and do the whole thing. Uh, it's just part of childhood. You must take your children, folks, to see a pantomime and a brilliant pantomime like this live too. They will never forget it. It's an experience that will stay with them for all it of is, their it lives. Is, isn't it is, Jerry. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is that, you know, I, I started my panto kind of career in the Olympic Theatre back, the, back in the 70s. With uh, with Jack Cruz, who oh, some yes. of your older listeners yes. remember Jack Cruz. So I did Jack's last panto in the Olympia, which was around seventy seven, seventy eight, and then appeared for years myself. 
and then it's kind of it's a full circle for us in terms of coming from being a kid in the panto to be an adult dancer then to choreograph it and now obviously for the last 15-16 years we've been producing it mm. and um, it's a great buzz it really is and it's a great year you know I mean we've Ryan Andrews we've James Latrice we've McLean Burke we've Aaron um, Aaron McGregor and obviously the kids from Eden Navin and so we're we're yeah we're just buzzing to get back up there and certainly from a cast point of view they are rehearsing the way they're slugging the way and they can't wait to get back up up there on the stage you know brilliant Ryan Andrews is he beside you there can I have a Ryan chat is with in him rehearsals here he? yeah I'm going Go to on. grab him for you now yeah if you grab him lovely now. lovely lovely, lovely. the kids I'm going to get him into you now so. You'll hear them all more than shouting here. You might hear them singing here in the background. I hope you can still hear me, Jerry. I can, I can, I have you, I have you still. I'm going to get Ryan for you now, okay? Good on you. Hello, how are you doing? Ryan, why? It's a riot in there at the minute. How are rehearsals going? It is. It's all going full on at the moment, ready for rehearsals, obviously, for Ollie Polly and the Beanstalk. Sorry, a big bit of quiet there, I can hear you now. <laughs> great. It's going great. And of course, Ollie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Oi, yes, there we go. <laughs> anyway, for you, Ryan, of course, Dancing with the Stars finalist, Fair City Hell Week, known for so much as well. What does pantomime mean to you to be back on the stage this year? To be perfectly honest, everything. It means absolutely everything to me. I've been a part of the Olympic theatre pantomime since I'm 10 years of age mm. this was my this is where I started this was what my love was for was for theatre um, and I've been in the show consecutively for the last 18 years so it's a part of me it's a part of who I am it's a part of my Christmas and also with the last two years obviously not being able to step foot on stage in front of that live audience this year is going to mean more to me than ever before. Yeah, isn't isn't Panther though? I I was saying there to Stuart, it's the supreme connection between audience and cast, isn't it? Really, I tell you what, that's what pantomime is all about. It's not like other shows like, mm. like you can bring a three year old for the very first time or a 93 year old to it yes. if there's something there for everybody from the kids seeing the princesses for the first time the dads there's the innuendo jokes the moms the fo- it's, it's for absolutely everybody and that's what Panda was so special and in particular the Olympia pantomime the energy that we have on that stage is like there's nothing else that can compete with it as well and we love it so much it's our passion it's what we love to do and I think when you love something I said that's the that's when it all works um, at its best. And just reminding our listeners today, it opens next Wednesday, the twenty first of December, and runs until the eighth of January. And tickets are available on Ticketmaster Ireland, and there are evening and matinee performances as well. And all the list and dates and times are, are there as well. You can check them out. Anyway, what's it like working with a cast of the lovely, wonderful, talented children that have been singing for us there in the background? Oh, I, look, actually, there, I tell you, that's what the the Olympia Panda is. It's the kids, it's the buzz on the stage, and they're all amazingly so talented. All from actually, I've Charlie. Would you like to speak to one of our, our superstars? Yes, please. This is the main man himself, Charlie. Here we go, Charlie. Say hello. Hello. Hi, Charlie. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying all this now. Are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What age are you? I'm 11 years of 11 years of age. And where do you go to school? I go to Stack Allen National School. Oh, good man yourself in County Mead. And it's a great school, Stack Allen. And tell yeah. me this. Have you been on stage before? Have you been in pantomime before? No, this is my first time. Oh, my God. And how did you get involved with the pantomime? How did that happen? 
Oh, I just got picked for it. It was brilliant, all that. Did you? And tell us this. He's also been on the Toy Show for Has the last he? couple of years as well. So Charlie is an absolute... How many years have you been on the Toy Show? Uh, about five. Yes, five years <laughs> on the Toy Show, starring every single year he is. Yeah. You, you must have started when you were in nappies. You're only a young little fella still. What do you love about the pantomime, Charlie? Tell I me. the panto. It's so much fun, especially to Ryan. Such great crack. I love all the people there. Yeah, yeah it's just brilliant. And you're going to be dancing and singing? Yeah, I will be, yeah. And tell us this. And backflipping as well. Charlie <laughs> is the one. He does the backflips every single year does in the panda, don't you, Charlie? Yeah. My God. What's your second name, Charlie? Charlie Bolster, that's my name. Good man yourself. From going to Stackallen National School and one of the stars of the panto from County Mead. And are you involved with with Stuart on, on the Spotlight Stage School, Charlie? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, yeah. Yeah, good. That's the local school, and that's the connection from the northeast here to the big panto in the three Olympia this year. You're a great fella. I hope you have the most wonderful time. Are you off school at the moment, Charlie? Yeah, I am. Aren't you a lucky fella? <laughs> only, for, only for today. Oh no, he isn't. And also, we have Tegan here, another one of our superstars. I'll pass you on. Yes. Now. Hello, Tegan. Hiya. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Tell us about you. I'm great, thank you. What age are you? Where are you from? I'm 13 and I'm from Meath. Where, whereabouts in Meath? In Navin. Navin, good on you. And you're missing school today as well, are you? Oh yeah, and it's in the middle of the Christmas exams, so I got to be ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're going to be killed here on LMFM Radio for this by the teachers in the school. What school are you at? I'm in Mercy. Oh, lovely school. We were only talking about it here in the show last week. One of us, but look, come on, a day out. You'll, you'll catch up, won't you? You talented youngsters will, no problem. Jerry, just to clarify, Stuart here, so just for the Department of Education, <laughs> if they're listening, this is the only day taken out of school, <laughs> I knew, okay? I knew, I knew, I said that we're in trouble here. No, Department of Education, teachers, please, it's only for today. They will catch up, they will make up, and that is very important. But you yeah, know some... Panto is an education It is. Itself, Jerry, it you is. Know? You just stole me line. I was going to say that. What bigger education can you get in life than pantomime and enjoying yourself on the stage and working towards entertaining thousands of people People over the holiday season. Tegan is great. Charlie and Tegan from County Me, they're wonderful, wonderful people. Perfect. Thanks, guys. They have to go run straight know, back in. I know, they're working hard. A few hard. routines to yes, polish yes. them and rehearse there. Yeah, well, listen, that's great to even catch a word with them. It is. Is James Patrice about? Or Oh, we have, I think we have James Patrice on the other line. Just stay there with me. Don't go anywhere for a minute, Ryan, will you, please? James Patrice, hello. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good, James. Thank you for joining me. TV, social media star, and of course, synonymous with Dancing with the Stars, which is back after Christmas time on our TV screens. James, what's your part in the panto? Well, this year, so it's Ollie Polly and the Beanstalk. Which yeah. Of course, it has to be a modern interpretation, shall we say, Jerry, uh, artistic license of uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. So I'm Jack, actually. But it, it, he's Jack with a bit of a difference. He's a bit more fabulous than the usual Jack, Jerry. <laughs> so you're, sure you can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine, it's right. So you're putting your own particular stamp on the character, James. Absolutely. So it's Jack, you know, he, he, he's been up the beanstalk, but he hasn't been very successful uh, yeah. in doing so. He, he's a bit dim-witted, unfortunately. But thankfully, he has Ollie and Polly, and they're going to help him finally get the giant, finally uh, defeat him, and, and, and get that, that goose for everyone. So, yeah, it's, it's very exciting, I have to say. It's so much fun, and there's just really something 
for everyone in the panto, Jerry. There's more songs than you can imagine. We were, we were doing our songs the other day, and we were kind of saying, there's how many in the first act alone? You know, it's it's just, it's yeah. brilliant. It really, really is. It's so exciting, and, and we're, we're buzzing. I'm sure you are. What about you? Is this uh, another occasion that you are appearing on Pantomime or have you done Pantomime in the past? Yeah, so this is my, I think it's my fifth year. Very good. um, With the Olympia. Yeah, so I've always loved to grow. I I, I did drama in college. I was always acting and stuff growing up. Then I ended up doing more TV bits. And then when I got the call, the 2018 it was, I think, to do uh, the Pantomime. That year it was Aladdin. Yes. And I nearly collapsed. I couldn't believe it. I said, Jamie this is great. Like, you know, what a way to thank Chris. And then, I mean, I just fell in love immediately. It's yes. the best crack ever. Everyone involved is fantastic. It's, it's, a, it's a family, really. It really, yeah. really is. And, you know, you might see people from one end of the year to the next. And when everyone gets back together, it really is just so much fun, so much camaraderie. And I think that's why the audience love it so much as because I think it really comes across on stage when everyone gets along and everyone's there to help each other and support each other that's when magic happens you know so yes. I think that really translates it does and of course there you have poetic license in Panto as well to incorporate events of the day in if you need to be oh, with a quip here and there absolutely you, you can say what you want and you know if, if we say anything that we shouldn't have said uh, everyone in the audience just uh, deny it Deny it, deny it. You know, were you insulting any politicians? No, yeah. we were not. It was a slip of the tongue, Jerry. You know what I mean? I mean, you couldn't possibly have, you wouldn't dream of doing that. Oh, know? well, listen. The great thing is, everyone's in on the joke. They are. I was going to say that. The audience love you for that. When you go off script and you have that little uh, tap at somebody or whatever. Sure, it's just an integral part of what it is. Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Oh, yes, it most certainly is. <laughs> For That's sure. Nice, Terry. <laughs> anyway, lovely to catch up. So I'm going to just have a quick word with Ryan before we finish. Thank you for joining me, James. You, Good James. luck with the Bye. panto. Uh, Ryan, we're going to leave it there today. It sounds Perfect. just absolutely fantastic. The children, the cast, everything. It's back. Professional yeah. pantomime, Ollie Polly and the Beanstalk at the Three Olympia Theatre from the 21st of December to the 8th of January. Ticketmaster Ireland, all the details are there. I can only wish you the very best, Ryan, and everybody there for the season ahead. Thank you so much for your time. And just to end it off, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie! <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Bye to the Olympia. Bye to everybody at the Three Olympia Theatre there. Aren't they just great? That is just put in the mood for it, wouldn't it? It is holiday season. Christmas is on the way. Get out. And I do say it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Take your children. They love it, I promise you. I think I told you before, when Sarah was a little one, we took her to the Gaiety to see Dustin and Twink. I can't remember the name of the pantomime, but we took her along anyway to see the pantomime and uh, it was a terrific terrific show a professional pantomime and uh, that was the first time they were ever at a pantomime in their lives there was Sarah and her cousin Liam and I think we had another couple of children with us as well at the pantomime and it was the most spectacular occasion and that day, Dustin the turkey said to Sarah from the stage on the pantomime, he said, there's a big birthday happening here today for somebody special at the pantomime. He says, where's Sarah Kelly? And my God, I can still see her little eyes and face glowing and all the others with their mouths open. Shocked, absolutely shocked. 
Dustin said, happy birthday, Sarah, and sang happy birthday with the whole cast to Sarah in the Gaiety Theatre. Oh, my God. I will simply, simply never, ever forget it. It was just unbelievable. And what I say is, Jimmy's been honest to say, don't forget the local pantomimes, Jerry. Absolutely not. Go along to your local pantomimes. Support them. They're fantastic people, so they are. But the pantomimes in Dublin we're talking about, this pantomime coming up the Olympia, is a professional pantomime by professional people. And it's absolutely terrific. It really is terrific and well worth going to see. It is, but certainly the local pantomime are advertising there here the pantomime coming up uh, as well uh, other pantomimes around the North East go and see them support them they're wonderful wonderful people the professional pantomimes in Dublin and the big theatres they are worth going to see too because they're simply marvellous marvellous productions I have to say we move on on late lunch this afternoon and don't we love our toys we've all had special toys in our lifetimes from when we were very small and even you know big kids like me still love their toys. Well, there is a very, very special toy shop right here in the northeast. It's online. It's called Mimi Toys and the woman behind it from Summerhill joins me now. Miriam Doyle, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm really, really good. Thanks for taking our call on the show today. I just love, love, love what you have and what you do. Thanks very much. Um, you know, we've done a uh, we started Mimi Toys in 2004 from a passion that I have in learning and education and really a belief that, you know, children need to play and use their natural ability to play. So the toys we're talking about are probably traditional and educational toys. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that you still love toys. You know, at heart, as parents, we still love. There are some toys we still love to play with. And so we have that range plus a lot of other stuff. So... Um, and you also say we were an online um, business, mimitoys.ie. It's true, we don't have a shop. We are based in Summerhill in County Mead. Um, but people can come over and collect an order if they, if they want to. So um, I have to share my excitement and, uh, you know, for the type of toys we do. And the one, uh, the, the main one is actually puppets. We probably have the largest range of puppets in Ireland and... Um, one of them was actually also reviewed by Ryan Turbidy on the Late Late Toy Show. Brilliant. And really, uh, you know, what we like about toys like puppets is the timeless appeal, you know, and mm. the fact that children can play with the puppets, uh, they can put it uh, in the corner and then go back to play with it. They don't break and they can be passed on. So, you know, when we talk about sustainable sustainability, it's also sustainability in what you buy considering the purchase and maybe that toy will have a second life so um, mm. you know that's an example of what we do um, in terms of toys yes and batteries not included that sums you up doesn't it absolutely non-battery operated toys and uh, and that sums us up and in fact you know when you think uh, musical toys is a range uh, a category of toys that we sell really really well and you think oh it's going to be battery operated no in fact we have a lot of Drums, guitar, uh, maracas, uh, you know, uh, little shakers, none of them have batteries. And I suppose from a parent's point of view, you know, when the child stops playing with it, the noise stops. But, you know, from the child's point of view, it's also, um, you know, they're fully in control and in charge of their play. So we like toys like that, you know. So yes. 
No, yeah. It's educational, it's creative, it challenges the mind, it develops children, all you do. I see that across the board in everything you offer. Do you know what I love about your website? And you have a fine website, may I say. Thank you. Um, I love the way you can say, select in, in order the category you're looking for in terms of the toy, the age of the child, the skill level, and then the minimum or maximum budget you have. I think that's great. Yeah. That's, you know, shopping online is, is not new, but it can be new to a lot of people. And yeah. then maybe some people will shop online because they're in a rush and they're looking for, you know, a toy for a three-year-old, budget is 15-year-old, and the three-year-old happens to be creative. So if you put all these in the criteria, you know, we will uh, it will bring up a choice. So, you know, it's online shopping is also for facilitating and making your life easier, I suppose, by finding what you're looking for. No refrag, you know, you don't get uh, lost in, in aisles of, of the shop and you get your toy delivered within a few days. And I just need to say a small thing, Jerry, we use on post for deliveries. And I have to say in 17 years that we've been in business, we've never missed a Christmas delivery. But this year, particularly, I know on post, you know, dealing with volumes and also the bad weather. So I have to say a big thank you and share my appreciation for the work they're doing every day. They're out there on the roads. Well said, and they'll be delighted, our post women and post men, to hear you say that and give them the credit mm. for it because they do a fantastic job and it's been very testing for them uh, with the weather conditions that we've experienced in recent times. But um, you deliver uh, all over Ireland. Are, are you are you exporting as well? Have you customers abroad? No, uh, Ireland. That's, that's working progress. Maybe the UK next year, but Ireland is definitely our, our main market. And Ireland, obviously, it's, it's parents, and you know it's schools, preschools, um, because the toys we do the range, you know, it's trying to find from birth to about 12 years old and trying to get into the older children, uh, you know, who will have a screen, but we also have, it would be nice for them to have, you know, some of them like to build and, and build stuff and make stuff. Mm. stuff. Others are very creative in aspects. So we have a lot of toys that also suit, you know, what the, the preteen, you know, the child. Yes. We're still children at heart. We still love to play. So let, let's Let's keep this going until, as, as you know, for children as, as old as we can. Now, uh, you you mentioned there small children. You cater for very young children, babies really, up to what, about 15 years of age. Um, when is the, the last date that somebody can order from you this Christmas time and be sure they'll get delivery? You just mentioned on post a minute ago. And yes, yeah, so uh, we, have, we have the 21st of uh, December and post. Skyline is the 22nd, but I have to say as a business and with the years of experience, we stop on the 21st at 2 p.m. And then we track our orders because, you know, we know how much that means to people to get the orders and the toys on time. And we don't want to disappoint Santi. So 21st of uh, December is our deadline. And after that, we will track all the orders ourselves because it's, uh, it's a big deal for us not to miss Santi. Yeah, so that's important. 21st yes. is the final day. Looking at your categories, there are so many that you have, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, you mentioned the puppets there yourself a moment ago. What's the story with wooden toys? Is there a big demand for those still? There is a big demand in, in our area of you know, traditional education. There is a big demand for wooden construction toys. And also the traditional like doll's houses or play kitchens. But this year we've seen a lot of uh, in in the construction area and also in the um, puzzles, you know, puzzles and games yeah. that would be wooden. 
Yes. yes, yes, and and you know your house, the dolls' house, are beautiful. I have to say, and and all else besides. What what years of enjoyment and fun that he gives to children. It it really, you know, it, it's amazing. These are toys that are built to last as well, and and give so much yes. joy. Um, the the other one that jumped out at me as well. We we are dolls, the dolls, and and where do you get your? You know, when you talk about these wooden toys, the houses, the dolls, and everything else you do, your supply chain. How do you does that work? Do you go to big toy shows and order yes we do we do toy shows so we do uh, our suppliers are in Europe so it's uh, France Germany the Netherlands Spain uh, some of the UK so we source the toys through trade fairs in yeah. these uh, various countries and um Yes, that's it. Yeah, so, so that's from, yeah. yeah. They come from all over Europe, and you attend yeah. there, and you what you see, and, and I presume that that happens now immediately. Or what? Well, and maybe it's even happened already for next year. Yeah, the first toy show. I think it's at the end of January. Is so it as early as that? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you're right. Early, early next year, we start planning for Christmas, but also throughout the year. You know, because there is birthdays and there is other occasions that uh, you know children get toys so we also yeah. plan for that but the selection for Christmas you're right starts in January of the following year yes and and being online you know as you said people you, you do ask people people can call to you and collect as well but you are a, a, an online business yeah how do you find that you know with customers that that shop with you do you get a lot of returning customers which apps Yes, we do. Now, online is, is what you see on the screen. So we yeah. have the website and making it as easy as possible for people to shop and find what they're looking for. And then there is all the back end, the, the work, you know, the, the work that we do in the, from the time I see the order online to the time you receive it. All, all that process is quite um, monitored by me, uh, mainly, you know. So if you have a customer service issue, you're the one answering the phone or dealing or tracking. Uh, I also pick and pack, so, uh, you know, this is very important to me. All the stuff you don't see yeah. is monitored and checked. So we do, as a result of the customer service, we do um, we do get a lot of loyal uh, repeat customers. Yes. And also, you know, little things that we do. We have a free gift bag and a gift bag going with every order. And we also do, you know, we, we recycle boxes. So, you know, the words... Um, you know, for there is a sustainability um, reason, but also a cost. You know, cardboard has gone up, so yeah. we get boxes from other businesses. So that, that kind of creates an image of BB Toys, which is you know a genuine, sustainable, passionate business. Yes. You know? So yes. that's why I think we get repeat customers, and also the interest that I have in the toys. You know, I select them. You know, I know them all. If you ring me tomorrow and say I have a three-year-old who loves. Uh, dinosaurs and um, you know I, I know where to go what to do because I have selected we have more than about 2,000 different toys I have selected them all for a reason that's you know close to, to me and you know my heart and my interest in the children's place yes so your attention to detail your closeness to the customer I see what you're saying it does all pay dividends of course it does because people love that in the long run uh, uh, it's quite clear you have a lovely French accent too uh, <laughs> yes. when did you come to Ireland what brought you here oh my god how, how much time do we have <laughs> well oh god. no I came over as a student I came over as a student uh, my age now 92-93 spent a year and I, I just fell in love with everything and 
you know everything because I was a, a student in France, in Paris, and coming to Ireland in '92 was I love the vibrancy, the the kindness of people, the you know the the warmth, everything. And then of course uh, I met someone, and that someone is still with me. So there you go. <laughs> 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 and of course, your country qualified for the World Cup final last night to play Argentina on Sunday, going for two World Cup wins in a row. Will they do it? That's a big deal. To be honest, I know I've been in Ireland now more than I have lived in France, but when it comes to rugby and soccer, I'm still French, so hopefully they'll win, yes. Yes, it's a big, big game, and Argentina are a good side too, and the world wants Messi to win. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I don't. don't. (laughs) Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I knew you would say that. I knew you'd take that line for sure. But I say it again. You have the most wonderful range of toys, arts and crafts, role play, baby games, educational dolls, outdoor, outdoor, lots of outdoor stuff. It's remarkable uh, the lines you have. And there you are in Summerhill and County Mead operating so well from there and servicing uh, the Irish market at the moment. I wish you well. Uh, you're busy, busy. I know that for the next number of days. And thank you for joining us. Continued success to you. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. Bye bye. That's Miriam Doyle there from Mimi Toys. That's M I M I. Mimi Toys uh, online from Summerhill. Fantastic, fantastic online toy store. And not a battery or an electronic in sight either, which is great to hear. It's about the imagination, it's about play for sure. Yes, especially for Joan Murray and Drum Conrad this afternoon and many, many more people, I'm sure, listening to us today. A Christmas classic. Love to hear it each year. Yes, it's the Pogues and Fairy Tale of New York. And Shane McGowan, a bit poorly at the minute. I believe he's in hospital. We wish him well. Will I tell you what the boot of our car is like? It's like the Willy Wonka <laughs> factory. The boot well, of I Louise's bring car. bring them into the house. I have never seen such a treasure trove of chocolates and sweets and biscuits and everything else. Selection boxes. Why are they all in the boot of your car? Well, uh, 
every time I go shopping, I, you know, throw a few in or whatever. Mm. I, I don't know who I'm giving them to yet because I haven't done that. Right. List. I'm not that organised, as you know. So they go in the, my boot and they stay in my boot because if they go into my house, they get eaten. And I'm one of them mammies that, you know, uh, somebody reached for the fan. I go, no, no, that's for Christmas. No, nothing gets opened. No boxes of roses gets opened in my house till Christmas Eve. So just to tell you all, Louise drives a white car. The registration <laughs> number is... No, I'm not going to tell you. You just thought I was going to let it in the thing. followed by mice You'll at this stage. Followed this right. smell the chocolate. People say, that car is full of chocolate. Is it to keep it away from your children? Yeah. The, are you one for saying, you know, when you buy things for Christmas... And and you, I remember this as well, but I don't do it anymore. You say, "Let's keep that for Christmas yeah. Day and not open it." Mm. Are you like that? Yeah, and then you're then I end up eating boxes of roses until Easter. <laughs> now there's so many of them. There's any? Do you think many? I, I yes. W- no. There are people that out there, and anybody goes, "No, the Fanta's for Christmas, or that mince pies are for Christmas." Leave it down. Put it back. <laughs> I'm eating mince pies since no- November. <laughs> I haven't had one yet. Shortbread since one. November. I don't think I've had a roses or anything like that. You yet. see, as Ava, Ava was right with me, it's Christmas every day. Ah. As she said. And that's the way I love it. And I, <laughs> I like to keep it. But, uh, well, then, but do you not get bored of them then by Christmas? Mince pies. Yes, Sick of them. I, yeah, yeah, but what I do like, then, oh. what I do then, it's stop. You know what I mean? That's it. It's like the turkey and that, you know, little, 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 all over the Christmas and New Year and then don't want to see it again for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is like that. You're right. You do get fed and everything has its season, but it's mm. just that my season of mince pies and stuff like that is a little bit longer than others. The only problem, I've just one big problem now because yeah. next week I have to do the big shop. Yep. <laughs> Where no are you going room. to put it? I have no room. You no room in the boot. Um, <laughs> anyone got a trailer out there that would attach to a white car registration number? No, I'm still not going to give it. Yes, I'm still not going to give you the registration. Anyway, just to tell you, Paddy Duffy's been on to us. Jerry, Circle K, Ballymascanlet Station, one thirty nine diesel, one forty nine for 139 petrol 149 diesel until 4 o'clock and I've been told by the shop assistant that other Circle K stations until 4 o'clock the fuel is down to 139 petrol 149 diesel you won't get a better message than that on any radio station in Ireland today thank you Paddy are you ready for a main course with a difference Italian style roast pork fillet with a port jus oh yummy yummy and guess what Tara Walker's standing by in the kitchen I have some garlic here just finely chopped and I'm putting it out on a board in a kind of line because I'm going to roll my pork fillet in it. And then over here I have some rosemary which I've just been chopping and I'm going to sprinkle that in a line as well if you see what I mean. So I have everything just spread out so that I can roll my pork in it. You want to have an equal bit of everything in there. And then I'm going to pop some thyme in and then some salt and pepper almost like a dry rub except it's not that dry because it's fresh rosemary and fresh thyme and garlic but you know it's that idea so the seasoning is spread out on a chopping board there really the length and the breadth of a pork fillet exactly exactly you can actually smell there's a lovely you know a lovely kind Mm. of savory smell from it and then what makes it kind of more italian in style is i have some fennel seeds which i just have in my pestle and mortar and i'm just breaking them down here little bash down in your pestle and mortar until they're they don't need to be completely like a fine powder but just broken down that we can spread them around on the pork look oh smell of that now it's not gorgeous oh my my oh my so now i'm going to spread that as well all through my garlic and thyme and rosemary and then i'm going to grab my pork fillet 
And we're just going to roll it in it. Beautiful pork fillet. Yeah, isn't it lovely? I got this at Garrett's Family Butchers in Termenfecken. And you can see there's not too much fat on it. And it's quite dark in colour, which is always a good sign. So sometimes you'll see pork fillets when you buy them in the supermarket when they're very mass produced. They're practically white. So I would avoid that, especially at Christmas time when you're trying to do something nice for, you know, a bit more special. Um, So I'm just rolling it in this coating now. And it's picking it all up because there's a little moisture on the outside of the fillet and it sticks to it. Exactly, exactly. And then just to mention as well, I did have it out here at room, well, not quite room temperature, but it's just not freezing cold from the fridge because if we cook it from freezing cold, it's just going to tense up. So I had it out just when you arrived so that it's not super cold. And just pressing that filling in a little bit and then I'm going to wash my hands and get my pan on super hot. So unlike last week when we had the pan kind of just on a very gentle poaching for the chicken liver parfait, this time we're going to go back to our good high hot searing. So it's not a dry pan? So I'm going to pop some uh, rapeseed oil. Now I know I've often said on the show it's good to just cook something on a dry pan but because we have the garlic and herbs which are fresh here I want to sear it but I also don't want to burn the garlic and herbs. So what I'm doing is I'm brushing a nice coating of rapeseed oil or any high burning point oil onto my pan. So I'm using my brush to spread it around really evenly. Like not loads and loads of oil as you can see but just that it doesn't stick and doesn't catch and burn. The hand test? Yes, so um, you're looking at me there. So I have my hand about an inch from the surface of the pan and if I can keep my hand there longer than a second or two, it's not ready to go. But if I have to kind of take my hand away kind of quickly, well then we know we're ready to go. So now even just while we've been talking there, because I have it on a high heat, that's happened. So I'm carefully and gently lifting my pork over onto the pan and we can hear a gentle sizzle. I want to sizzle, but not like that super hot smoky sizzle, because otherwise my garlic and herbs will be burnt. So the idea here is now is to seal this before it goes into the oven. Exactly. And then I'm going to use my pan to make up my lovely jus or gravy for it. So I'm doing a kind of nice light little jus for this. You can, of course, make a roux up if you want to make a thicker gravy. I want to keep this kind of a bit lighter. So I'm not going to put flour into this. But the all important point is that I'm keeping the pan so all the flavour from this and that's another reason why it was important not to have it too too hot that everything would burn because I want to make my jus in here and then I'm going to turn it over so you can see I'm just using my tongs here now to sort of press that lovely coating in and actually you could make that coating and have it sitting in it for a day in advance as well which would really work nicely so I'm using my tongs and a spatula to get underneath there and turn it over you see the way it's all stayed on because I'm pressing it down into it as I'm working But look at that nice golden caramelisation. So even though the pan's not like screaming hot, we still have a nice caramelisation going. Oh, the sizzle on the pan, you can't beat it. (laughs) I know. So I'm just moving on to its final side now. So you can see I'm, I'm only giving it really like a minute to two minutes on each side. So I am searing it, but just not getting that really deep caramelisation. And now look, I'm lifting it out onto a little roasting dish or I have a little silver platter here that goes into my oven and we have a good hot oven 200 degrees here and we're going to cook that it only takes about 15 minutes to cook because the outside's already done so it's just to get it nice and cooked at the centre and that sealing and all those herbs makes all the difference it really does wait till you see you'll get great flavour from that and I've turned the heat off on the pan now very purposefully And I'm going to start making my jus in here. So you can see a little bit of garlic and herb kind of escaped, but not very much. So to that, now that my pan is off, I'm adding a knob of butter. And I'm going to add just a dash more rapeseed oil just to stop anything from burning there. 
And because of the residual heat in the pan, the butter is foaming very quickly. And I'm going to add my onions in now and a little pinch of salt just to soften them down. And look at that flavour now is going up into the onions. I will turn the heat back on in a couple of minutes, but I want to just keep it sort of on a medium heat now at the moment. The onions are nicely kind of softened and caramelised there now. And I've just turned the pan back on now, just on a gentle heat. Because do you remember, we turned it off because it was very, very hot from searing the pork. And now I'm just stirring some tomato puree through. So I want that tomato puree to almost caramelise itself a little bit in this pan and soften down because it can be a little bit bitter on its own. If you want this more like a gravy, you know, a bit thicker, now's the time to add a teaspoon of flour if you want to do that. And sometimes I do, just depending on what else I have in my whole meal if you know what I mean so now I'm going to add my port in and deglaze with the port I'll never tire of hearing that sizzle on your pan no matter what dish you're doing <laughs> it is it's good isn't it so look and now my pan's almost clean you see that so I've taken all those lovely um, juices from the pork and the herbs and the garlic up into this sauce now so the pan is almost clean looking if I you know move um, the onions to one side with the tomato puree and the little bit of pork that's just reducing down and then to that I'm just going to add some chicken stock I'm just going to let that boil down and simmer away the longer you can leave this the better you know so if you can give this maybe two hours happy days now obviously if the pork is in the oven you won't be able to do that so what i do sometimes is i'll sear, say if i was having friends over and i was doing this i'd sear the pork and leave it sitting on the counter until it's cool enough to put in the fridge pop it into the fridge make my shoe let that simmer away for two hours then just throw the pork into the oven now that is a bit of a chefy way about doing it so what you could do alternatively is make up your jus like this. Obviously, it's not going to be on the pan that you made the pork in and let that simmer and reduce down and then add the whole jus to the pan after the pork. I know I'm getting a bit complicated there now and it's probably not feasible for most people, but just try and give it as long as possible to re reduce down. The beauty of using the pan is that the pan is really, really wide. So actually, it reduces down a bit quicker than if you have a normal sort of narrow, tall saucepan. Time to check the oven for the pork fillet. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Isn't that lovely now. Lovely. So we're going to let that rest for a couple of minutes just while we finish our jus. So it's been simmering and reducing. You can see here it's really thickened up from where it was at earlier. And now just carefully, I'm going to take the, ju the nice juices out of the pork. Just be careful. That's very hot, that dish now, when you've had it in the oven. And I'm going to pour those lovely juices. Now, this is an important little step because that's what's going to give that jus an extra bit of flavour. And can you see here, I have a little bit of kind of caramelised, it's stuck. Mm. Take that off, all of that, that's like the gold of the flavour. So the little meat juices, the little brown bits, this, you could even deglaze this pan um, if you had lots of that. And just scrape that off and make sure that goes into your sauce as well. Waste not, what not. But the flavour from that. Mm. And then I'm just going to get a little board, a little shop cutting board to rest my pork. And I'm purposely getting this one. You see this one with has a little kind of ridge around it to catch any little juices. So I'm just going to let that rest on that wooden board ready to slice and serve. Any further juices that come out as it's resting will be caught in that nice little kind of ridge there. And then in the meantime, over here, I have just a jug with a sieve on top. Now, you could leave those onions in there. There's nothing wrong with them in there as such, but... I'm going to sieve them out. I just think it gives a more kind of nice finish, smoother finish, you know, and just make sure to push that through. So you get all those lovely flavors, but you don't get the lumps of onion in there. 
It's a real classic French technique. And look, I mean, sometimes if I was in a hurry during the week just making my family meal, I wouldn't be bothered with this extra step and extra washing up. But when we're doing something special for Christmas, I think it's just nice to take that extra little step. And now look at our lovely glossy jus. Beautiful. Yeah. Once the pork has rested another little bit, Jerry, we'll slice it up and have a taste. It's Italian style roast pork fillet with port jus. And here you are. Slicing that beautiful pork, will you look at it? Look how lovely and moist that is at the centre. So that is because we've rested it now. So we've just been having a chat here while it's resting for a few minutes. Smell that as well, the lovely smell from the gorgeous aromatics that we've added to it. And look at the lovely juicy slice of the pork. It's It's super moist. Moist, that's what I'm going to say. The moisture is just emanating from it. And a lot of people struggle with pork that they end up with a situation where it's very dry. So it's really important to rest it and obviously not to cook it for too long either. Like we want to cook through but it doesn't need to be overcooked because don't forget the residual heat as it's resting is also going to keep cooking it a little bit as well. So have a taste there, Jerry, and tell me what you think. I've just poured the jus over, which we strained. See, we've no flour in there, but because it's reduced, like it's not just, you know, totally liquid. It's actually holding its shape on the plate. So you don't is. really need the flour. Will you cut me a little piece I there, Jimmy? You might as well go the whole hog here for me and then I'll pick it up and taste it. Lovely. There we go. Let's have a go at this. Even though I have a little food in my mouth. Can I say you're you a genius? I think there are some just little tips as you go along that really improve the flavour of gravies and sauces. And it would be a passion for me along with seafood. They'd be the two things I really love in cooking, you know. So it's that whole thing of using the pan that you've seared the meat off in giving the time to the onions to really caramelise slowly, popping the pinch of salt in, deglazing nicely, and then giving it the time to reduce and simmer. That's you raises that to an entirely different level and I want to tell listeners that it really really does and it's worth taking time over and following Tara the way she made it with us this afternoon but the pork as well I have to mention is so tender so flavoursome as well so moist it's a winner winner all the way isn't it lovely so look I know lots of people like to stick with the traditional turkey and ham for Christmas but this is a lovely one as I said at the start Christmas Eve St Stephen's Day New Year's Eve something like that it's quite simple but there's just some little touches that just elevate it and also keeping all those lovely you know you were laughing at me taking every last little bit of the juices from the, the meat as they were resting but keep those and pop those into your gravy or your jus as well and you'll have a much better flavour proof is in the tasting and let me tell you folks this is a taster of what's to come in the new year from Tara Walker yes Jerry. so for the new year all of my classes and everything I do is going to be online now so everyone can sign up at tarawalker.ie and the website is Tara Walker Food and basically there you'll find all of my recipes lots of little videos and tricks and a live online class every month as well for people who join the cooking club and there's all access to all the recipes and tips and tricks there A week to go to Christmas. We'll be back with Tara Walker with the sweet stuff in a week's time. But for the moment, thank you so much. Great to see you as always, Jerry. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Eva Cassidy is my Artist of the Week this week. And following her death in November uh, 1996, she passed away on the 2nd of November. You would think her music would have remained undiscovered, apart from her native Washington, where she was so well known. But that wasn't the case and it was all because of local folk singer Grace Griffith who took that Blues Alley recording session to her own label, Blick Street Records and with the blessing of the Cassidy family too, the CD Songbird was made and 
believe it or not, for a couple of years, it too remained obscure and confined to the locality there, really, until 2000, the year 2000, when Terry Wogan picked it up and played it on his BBC Two breakfast show. And then, with Top of the Pops airing Ava singing Over the Rainbow on the run into Christmas of that year, the album went to number one in the UK charts. I have a copy of it myself. I absolutely adore it. It's since sold almost two million copies in the UK alone and millions more in the USA and across the world. It's an absolute classic. And to quote one of the most eminent jazz critics, Ted Gioia of the time, he said, What a travesty was her being unknown for her amazing talent during a lifetime, never mind the tragedy of her early death. So true, those words. For my song today, here's Ava with her version of the Cindy Loper song, released in 1984, a Grammy-winning number, and covered beautifully by the wonderful Miss Ava Cassidy. Lying in my bed I hear the clock tick and think of you Turning in circles Confusion is nothing beautiful interpretation of the Cindy Loper song and Cindy's song was a massive number one in America and it won a Grammy for best song in 1985 but that is simply haunting and beautiful from Ava Cassidy if you ain't got that album Songbird download it today I'll get hold of it it's just sensational and we'll finish off the week tomorrow with more about Ava in words and song round about this time and sure 
There's only one song to finish the week out, isn't there? I can't wait to hear it again. I'm just laughing, Louise. Somebody out there knows you too well. They said you'd fill the hot water bottle and put it in the middle of the chocolates and they'd all melt. <laughs> they'd all melt. <laughs> oh, he's probably you, right. They have you tracked. When I tell you, you're, myself and Louise, she's in Studio One, I'm in Studio Two, but we can, we're close to one another, we can see one another and everything. I went to go into her on the break and she went to come out the door come in. Well, I think she jumped a foot off the ground. I'm a very jumpy person. Aren't you? Yeah, Aren't I'm you? extremely I jumpy. I actually saw you one day, I think, nearly elevated about a foot off the ground. Honest to God. There you go. We yeah, was, I, I couldn't watch a horror film. I couldn't. Oh, no, you certainly couldn't. We nearly frightened the life out of one another there. Now, that's what I was just trying to say to you. Anyway, uh, Christmas cuties. Folks, have you somebody who can sing a Christmas song for us? A child, you know, of any age, singing whatever, but Christmas-themed, send them in to us. WhatsApp them in to 086-1800-658 because I have a €250 Euro voucher for Shoe City to give away to one of you this Christmas time. Check them out. They're open seven days a week. They have shoes for all of the family gift vouchers as well and free parking in Ireland's number one shoe store WhatsApp 086 658 here comes our latest cutie who uh, was sent in to that number I just mentioned she's four years of age from Dulik and it's little Tegan Armstrong she had a red red coat and a red red hat and he had a twinkle in his eye and a friendly smile and his way and his boots were black and carried a sack and his name was Santa Claus. Isn't she just lovely, Louise? She's beautiful. How can we never learn songs like that when we oh, were growing up? Yeah, that's a very popular song around mm. the uh, the uh, creches and, and uh, schools and uh, things like that. It's in recent years, for sure. Tegan Armstrong, you're in the hat. You're lovely. Four years of age. She's just beautiful, beautiful. We have another one for you today. And she's seven years of age. Her name is Lucy Brown. And here she is. Hi Jerry, it's Lucy Brown again. I don't sound that good because I have a sore throat. And I'm going to be singing a Christmas song this year. It's one, like this. Santa is coming on Christmas Eve. He comes down the chimney. And when I'm asleep, he leaves the presents under the tree. And if I'm a good girl, He'll leave some for me. Merry Christmas to my family and all of my friends and everyone. Thank you. Oh, what a gorgeous wee girl. And she's n- not the best at the moment. We hope oh, you're feeling well, better. She sounds beautiful. Lucy, you're beautiful. And that's her own little song as well that she sent in to us. We absolutely love it. We love them all. Have you a young person? Have, have you a recording of them there? Get it done if you, if you haven't got it already. And what's happening to 086-1800-658 with your name and details or their name and details. Or you can email it too. Late lunch at lmfm.ie and we'll bring you some more Christmas cuties on the show tomorrow afternoon. Now, what's coming up tomorrow on the show when I find out what we have here? Oh, we have Book Club tomorrow with Irene Gahan, who is bringing us her books of the year. So if you're looking for, you know Irene Louise yourself, what a woman she is. Uh, I was actually with her last weekend and she was brilliant because I was trying to find books for 
uh, my kids and she just was amazing with choices and stuff and they love them. Yeah, and she's the owner of Academy Books on the south side of Drahan and she's popping in tomorrow with our recommendations, our book of the year and others besides. So don't miss that. Rick is here. Rick Cronje is coming in and he'll look after the Christmas table. He's our Santa Claus. Ah, he is. He is with the bubbly and the wines Mm. and everything else besides and he'll match them up for you. He's always jolly. Ah, he's one of the nicest men you will ever, ever meet. He really is. He's with us tomorrow on the show. David Sheehan, who will he pick for the World Cup final? Who is it, Louise? France are there. France are in the final now against Argentina. Mm. You are on Messi Argentina. against Mbappe. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yep. And, you know, it's a great final. And two teams, God, it's hard to call. It really is. Anyway, David Sheehan, <laughs> he's getting another pick tomorrow. I don't know many teams he's picked to win the World Cup. It was Brazil the last time. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like you, Louise. No. Certain about Argentina. That's our Louise. Certain about Argentina. Anyway, David's going to talk about the World Cup final and uh, a little look back as well on the year in sport. We have your comedy tomorrow. We'll have the TV theme competition and more of your cuties as well. Absolutely coming your way on late lunch tomorrow afternoon. Anyway, mind that chocolate and when the temperatures go up after the weekend in the boot of the car, won't you? I'd say if you try to eat them now, they'd break every tooth in <laughs> they your head. Would because they're absolutely <laughs> frozen. frozen solid with the weather. That's, that's, in it, that's for sure. But I just noticed Sunday, Monday, the ter- it'll be like being in Spain in Ireland Monday and Tuesday because they're going to 12 degrees each wow. day. Now that's from minus degrees to 12, so it'll feel like you're away on holidays in Ireland next week. Is it meant to go down again then? Uh, Maybe a bit but I don't know whether we'll go back to this. Anyway, shock to the system because we got real winter weather in Ireland for a change this year and people are saying oh oh, oh, my God this is the way it should be. This should be seasonal and uh, you know cold times in the winter time it's great for the garlic. If you have the garlic in grown oh that's the weather you need. I want you have the garlic planted in the autumn and you get that frozen ground the garlic bulbs split out in that and then when you next summer when you harvest them June, July or whatever it's beautiful so it's good for the garlic grows just to mention that today see there's always a, a silver lining to every cloud as they say and every snowstorm and icicle and, and you name it yeah and you have the dog poo as well <laughs> That was your cloud. Silver lining. Monday, Tuesday, it'll be running (laughs) off the shovel. Ah, Stop the lights. (laughs) Anyway, Eddie Cavery's coming next to Drive on LMFM Radio. See you Friday for the final show of the weekend. We leave you. This was our signature Christmas song on Late Lunch for Years. It's Mariah. Enjoy. See you 1.30 Friday. Bye. don't want a lot for Christmas. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.